Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with me, your host, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have my soul sister, psychic medium and spiritual teacher, Jodi Harvala on with me. So I'm going to just tell you a little bit about Jodi before we start. Jodi is a forward-thinking, spirit-loving, space-clearing, psychic teacher and coach. She is also the founder of The Spirit School. Walking through her own spirit journey, she went from a fear-based woman to a spiritually fearless entrepreneur. She loves teaching others how to connect with spirit and also how to experience spirit in the sacred, everyday moments of life. She teaches through experience. With each and every class offered, people who participate walk away with their own very real experience with spirit and a fresh perspective regarding the next step on their personal journey here on earth. Walking with spirit every day of her life has opened so many doors and opportunities and experiences that she is grateful for every day. And the best reward is grabbing another person's hand and saying, come along for the ride, my friend. That's right. And you are one who definitely does that. Like yeah. you, <laughs> of, of all the people in my world, you are like one of the biggest like cheerleaders, promoters, like rah, rah. For yeah, I'm like, let's go together. Let's not do this alone or be, be against each other because that's no fun. So, yep, I'm a party girl. Let's go. I'm a recruiter. Right there with you. <laughs> so I love it. I used to be a recruiter and I'm like, oh, now I get why I was. Yeah, exactly. So I'm so happy to have you on today. And we have a lot of different things to talk about. Yeah. But one of the things that I always love to hear is how people grew up. Like, oh. did, were you born into this or did you have to find it later in life? Because oh, Chris, great question. I, well, I'm from Fargo, North Dakota. I'm still here. And I keep telling my husband we're moving because it's still snowing here. Um, but I grew up here. I did not grow up in this world. We were never taught not to like this world. Like my mom always kind of thought it was cool. My aunts thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool. So it was never something we know. I don't remember ever not believing in it. You know what I mean? Like people would be like, oh, that's just BS, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. I just had this like, nope, nope, it's not. And um, I was sensitive as a kid, like super emotionally sensitive. I'd cry a lot and be called a baby and too sensitive and all that kind of stuff. And I remember in high school, I could always pick out my girlfriend's boyfriends and I'm like, ew, ew, nope, nope, nope. So they still like, wouldn't like me to be around them. Um, but I did not find all of this stuff until I had had my first baby and I was almost 30. And wow. so um, I consider myself like more of a developed psychic medium because I didn't grow up seeing spirits. I had some experiences but nothing like most of my students even. I'm like, wow, no, that never happened to me as a kid. Um, happened to me as an adult, but not as a child. So I definitely found it through a very big, long story. But yeah, I, I found this in my 30s. Okay. So, well, did you grow up growing to church? Because I know like the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> I went, I, I did go to church. I'm Lutheran. I was Lutheran. I don't know if I would consider myself Lutheran anymore. I don't know how to say that anymore. Um, and I loved so many parts of church. But when I went to confirmation, I questioned the minister a lot and he did not appreciate it. And like at one point he's like, if you don't stop asking questions, you're out. 
And like, he just wasn't having me. It was a new minister and he wasn't having my questions. Um, so I, I grew up in church, but it wasn't like heavy church. You know, it, it was just like, go and be with your cousins and go to go play with the kids and things like that. But it, it definitely wasn't like a, a heavy religious background by any means. Okay. So you didn't have to necessarily like unpack a lot. Of I did not have to unpack it. I have a lot of clients that we've walked through that a little bit. And I think me not having to unpack it has been kind of a, a nice side for them because they're like, oh, like you don't have any energy around it. I'm like, nah, take the pieces that work. I pray. I believe in God, all that kind of stuff or higher universe, whatever you want to say it. So I definitely have parts of that that make complete sense to me. And then the other parts, like we're all sinners and we're not worthy. Like that's not my deal. Like not at all. And so I take the parts that work and I take the spiritual parts that work and I kind of bring them together. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm the same way, but I, yeah. I grew up in a very different household than most people, but yeah, I feel very grateful like every day that I didn't have to like yep. unlearn. It's, it's a lot to unlearn. And, and a book I always tell people to get that I think she did a great job. Um, Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium, uh-huh. she talks about being an active Catholic and in her very first book, she has a chapter on it. And I think she she talks about it so beautifully that that's where I send a lot of I'm like, go get that book. Like it's a fun book anyways, because her first book was really fun. But I think she really did a beautiful job on how she how she does her work and how she's still a practicing, very faithful Catholic. Okay, excellent. So a little tidbit for books. I've watched her on TV, but I haven't read her book. So we we have some people that are fans of hers that yeah, she's fun. Yeah, she's really fun. I got to see her in person a couple of times. She's little but powerful. Holy cow! Hey, <laughs> well, so let's t- let's hear about that awakening or whatever when you had your first baby. Sure. Uh, what happened? Well, when I was pregnant, I went and had my very first reading with this woman, and it was hilarious because she's like, "Oh, isn't that fun? In ten years, you're going to be doing what I'm doing." And I'm like, mm, "No, crazy lady, I'm not going to be doing what you're doing. Like, no, no, I'm not into that. No, thank you." And I was like in radio sales and I, and I sold advertising and things like that. And sure, sure enough, 10 years later, I definitely was doing what she was doing. Um, but I was, I, I had my, my first, actually I had my second, I had both my babies and I was brought into a book club and cause I needed some new friends. I kind of grown apart from friends and I didn't really have anyone. And it was like, this one being an adult is this sucks. Like this is terrible. And I was like, I need some new friends. And I was invited to this book club and it was the course of miracles. And when I first picked it up, I was like, wow, that book's kind of like a cult. I don't, I don't know about that book. And I just left it on my kitchen table and I waited for Eli to pick it up because I wanted to see what he said. And I didn't say anything. And he came home and he kind of looked at it. He was like, so they, if they give you some Kool-Aid, you should probably say no. I'm like, I know, I don't know if I should go. And he's like, nah, you should go. You need to be around people. But everyone in that group was intuitive, psychic. There were mediums in that group. Like it was so, like this one girl looked at me and we're still friends today, but she looked at me, she goes, oh, I, I recognize you. <coughs> she goes, you've been in my soul group. And I'm like, what What the hell is a soul group? And, and I'm still friends with her and we still laugh about it because I had absolutely no idea what she was talking about. And and that group introduced me to Wes Hamilton in Minneapolis, who's a numerologist. Mm-hmm. And he also teaches a very intense meditation class. And he got me started. He's kind of my 
he's like my first spiritual teacher and I love him to death. And he got me started in all of this. And then I found Sunny and then that whole thing went. So I just like fell into a lot of it without even knowing. Like my husband and I would travel and we'd be like, oh my God, there's another person that talks to dead people. Why do we keep meeting these people? Like everywhere we went, it was so like unreal funny how it happened. And I was like, one of us is a psychic. Like, I don't know which one, because he's really intuitive and psychic as well. Well, so how, so you started taking classes and doing the book club. Yep. Then- I started taking classes. Wes kept calling me a psychic. I kept telling him to stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. And he's <laughs> like, you should maybe stop fighting that part of yourself because it's a part that's wanted to come out for a long time. And then what happened was um, I found in a, I, I found myself in getting my house cleared because we had a ghost in the house and I saw her scared the shit out of me. And this woman was clearing my house. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing to my house, but like, I could see what she was doing. I could feel what she was doing. It made so much sense to me. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay you to take your class. Cause she had a class in like six weeks. I said, but I'm going to come to that class. And she goes, Oh yeah. I know. And I took that class and it was like, I know how to do this. Like, I so know how to do this. I've never understood, but I know this is what I've been looking for. And so space clearing actually was my very first, like huge passion in this. And then because I did space clearings, this one girl, she's like, dude, you have to do the readings to get them to do the space clearing. And I was like, oh, oh, she's like, yeah, you got to do both. And so all along the way, I had these great pushy people that kept pushing me forward in it. And then I finally kind of started to stop fighting it. Not fully, but for the most part, I'm not as resistant as I used to be. Okay. I love it. The pushy people. Very. I had so many pushy people and I'm a pushy person. Like people are like, dude, like you're a pusher. I'm like, I am because I needed the push. And every time I get the push, like things are better. Yes. I mean, I I love you. Yeah, and I love that you're a pushy person. <laughs> like you don't know me, but you should do this, this, and this. You know, but yeah, because I, I, and I've had so many of that, and and I think they're gift people because they definitely were so instrumental in me stepping into this stuff, and it's so natural for me, and I yeah. just resisted it so much. So okay, so let's talk about the space clearing just real quick because yeah. You know, so as an interior designer and former home stager, but then I was I was realizing, okay, energetically, I'm changing the space by what I'm doing. I bring ears or different even scents into my own home, and like it's a multi-dimensional environment. For sure, absolutely. And smudging, and you know, sound clearing, and all of that. So when you're space clearing a house, couple questions. Number one. Is it only for people who have like energy, like ghosts or entities in there, or is it just for anyone who's got maybe stuck energy? Like what kinds of clients would hire you? Yeah, I used to, when I first started, I did attract a lot of people that would have spirits and ghosts in their house, because I think in my head, that's who needed it the most. And so that's what I would attract. Right. Um, And as I kept going deeper and deeper into that work, I was like, damn, everyone needs to do like, everyone should clear their house. I used to say that all the time. I'm like, oh, everyone needs a space clearing because I think they do because we bring so much into our houses and it's such a 
reflection of what's going on inside of us. So I actually do clearings for all different reasons. Like I, I just got one today and this woman, she's like, you know what? I've been searching. I want to get into this. I know I want to do some mentoring and things like that. But first I need you to clear my house because she lives on native land and she goes, I know it's very sacred. I know there's stuff going on that I don't understand, but she knows enough to understand. Um, sometimes it's because if there's been a death in the house, very, very tough grief is really heavy energy. I've been doing a lot of people that have had illness or COVID is a sticky, sticky energy. I always am like, oh, you had COVID, didn't you? I can see it. Like it's sticky, you know, and it, and it kind of sticks to our walls and our houses and stuff like that. So it could be illness. It could be people that just maybe you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> you just don't have the motivation or the energy. Um, it could be because it's springtime. I do a lot of clearings in the spring because it's a great time to kind of do that pushy energy. Like, come on, spring and summer's coming. Come on, let's go do something. Um, end of the year, all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely not just for like haunted houses. And honestly, 90% of the time they're not haunted anyways. It's a lot of times their loved ones trying to get their attention. They're trying to get them a message or just say hello and things like that. So space clearing is for so many different things. And right. after the last two years, people need something different in their house. Yeah. So space clearing for you. So it's more of an energetic space clearing because then there's also the physical like clutter clearing, which is yep. always a good thing to do to move energy. Yeah. And, and I teach some of that too. We just finished up my clutter class. Um, and I look at different, like I, I, I cleared this office one time and this guy, I think he was in real estate if I remember correctly. And he had this huge picture and I was like, it's a complete sinking ship in a storm on the, on, it filled his like all behind him in his office. So I'm like, I would get rid of that picture. And he was really kind of a jerk at the time. And he's like, oh, whatever. And his wife left him. He got divorced. His business went under. So I do a little bit. I always call it intuitive feng shui because I know just enough of feng shui, but I can feel when things like one woman she wanted um, a relationship. And on one, one corner, she had a single beautiful goddess woman and right next to it, she had a beautiful couple. And I'm like, well, which one do you want? Like right. you, you have like fighting energies here. And she's like, mm -hmm. I want both. And I'm like, got to pick, you know, which one do you want? Because we could feel the energy kind of fighting. It's very fun when you get into that side of things too. It is. I love that. And that's, my whole sacred soul spaces book is about that. Right, right. So you and I, I think, can connect really well on the space clearing stuff. Yeah. Sure. Well, and okay. So the question is, so you're in North Dakota. Yeah. And so can you space clear remote? All over the world. Yeah. I've been, I've done remote clearings. I've done some in Hawaii. I've done some in Australia. I've done, I'm trying to think of the ones that's far away, but yeah, I can, I, when COVID hit, I've always done remote clearings, but when COVID hit, I of course went full remote. Um, yeah. And, and I do them a little bit different now because I usually try to go like from the full moon to the new moon or the new moon to the full moon, because I like to spend a couple of weeks with the house and just see what layers come up. I kind of prefer remote sometimes because I get longer with the space. Um, I do them in person as well. And I've traveled, like I just got to travel to Palm Springs. A woman lived out there and she flew me out there to clear her house. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go. I travel. I'm up for travel. Absolutely. Travel. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've done some of that as well. So yeah, it just depends what the client wants. Okay, excellent. So then, okay, so you started with the space clearing and then you were opening up to your gift of being psychic. Yes, yes. And so then 
like when you first started with your first maybe client, was there fear there in terms of like, am I going to oh, say yeah. the right things or like? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, when I say in my, in my bio that I was fear-based, like I was scared of everything. Like I, I have um, in a, in a book I'm putting together, one of my first things I write is I, I did this journaling and burning one night and I was so afraid and I had so much panic and anxiety and all that kind of stuff that a lot of sensitive people get. And I did this exercise I read in this book and it just said, write down everything you're, you've ever been afraid of, just everything. Oh my God, I had pages and pages and pages and pages. And I was like, how can one person be this afraid? And like my last line was, I am afraid every hour of every minute of every second of every day. And I was like, Oh, it's like broke my own heart because I was like, how could someone be that afraid all the time? Mm -hmm. And so I remember asking spirit, I was like, you've got to help me heal this. And I had this big, huge wave of energy kind of lift off of me that really started my healing and getting braver. And I'm still scared, but I'm much more brave than I ever have been. Like, I'm like, oh, well, scared anyways, whatever. Okay. I'm just going to do it. Um, and so I definitely had a lot of that. And I think if you have a lot of fear internally, sometimes you'll have experiences that feel more fearful. It's because your fear is manifesting on the outside of you. Like there's a super long story with Sunny and her healing center where I had to wake her up at two in the morning and it was awful. And she, they tease me about it now, but at the time I was scared out of my mind, but I was creating the experience because of my fear. And I was like, What? And it taught me that if my fear is that powerful, how powerful is my light? And so it, it really was life changing to kind of understand like, yes, my fear is powerful for sure. But damn, I got some bright light. So how about I work with that instead? Yeah. Well, and I mean, just thinking about the world right now, there is so much fear. So much fear. So many different levels. Yep. Yep. And, and people are struggling because they don't know how to manage it. And happily, I'm, I've been managing it for 10 years. So I'm like, all right, let's go. How can I help you with your fear? Because it was an energy I've worked with for so long. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I've learned in human design is people with an open splenic center, undefined splenic center in their design, they, they tend to take on and absorb other people's fears. And because mm -hmm. it's not their own natural fear, they amplify it. They make it bigger than what it is because they don't yeah. know how deal with it yeah where, where it's defined like mine is it's like okay yeah i got those fears like fear of failure and fear of not being perfect those are a couple of mine yep they're activated but because they're a natural part of me i know now how to walk through it and i have evidence like okay i can do this but yep. how do you work with people with their fear how do you help them overcome that well, I usually try to tune in to how the fear is affecting them. Like I can feel like a lot of times I always tell people, I'm like, oh, you're just full. Like you're full of fear because I can feel it like layer up. And okay. once I can, once I tune in, I try to help them tune in to how it comes to them or how it comes through them or how they hold it. Because a lot of people absorb it and then they hold it. And I was like, well, you got to stop holding it. Like, let's work on some activities and some ideas on how to move the energy because energy always moves. It might just be moving in your chest cavity, giving you anxiety, but there's lots of ways to disperse that energy. And so I, I kind of take it from an energy point of view instead of the feeling at first, because people don't want to feel their feelings, but they like to play in energy. So I'm like, yeah. fine, let's play with the energy and what's happening because then we can move that out. 
And, and a lot of people, like even like right now, the collective is very fearful. It's very heavy. People are getting stuck in that kind of energy. And I'm like, well, just think of it as a cloud above us and take yourself above that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, we can do that? I'm like, yeah, like you can. Like you can take yourself to higher vibrations just by the thought of it. So depends on the person. I like to work with people individually on that because it, it comes in just like spirit and comes in in so many different ways. So if we can pinpoint some of that, then we can figure out different techniques and tools because who teaches anyone to deal with their fear? Like nobody teaches that, right? And so we all get into this feeling stuff and we're like, oh my God, what do we do with all this? And, and even the happy stuff, people struggle with that piece too. Yeah, well, I think people they may not even realize like how much fear is inside of them. I had no idea. I couldn't believe, and I had pages paid. It was like two in the morning sitting on the toilet, writing all my fears. And I was like, who lives like this? But even the last couple of years, I'm like, I remember like, this is how I lived. Like everyone was afraid to go anywhere or do anything or say anything or be visible or, or just get out in the world. And it's like, Oh, life's too short. Let's not do that. Like let's find a safer way to walk through your fears. Cause I think safety is a big piece. I've worked really hard on creating safety within myself and within my home. Yeah. Well, and while we're still on this fear topic, um, you know, fear of the unknown, that's Mm -hmm. probably, one of the biggest ones for people and there is so much uncertainty about future however um you know when i (laughs) one of the things that i'm trying to get the point across to people is the more that they can really dive into their personal fears their shadow side yeah and they are going to be able to see things in a whole different light like you said getting above the clouds like having their perspective and all of these unknown things feel manageable. Like you're not going to turn them into a monster. Yep. Yep. And I, and I think having someone to do it with, mm-hmm. I think that's re- like, if you do this work, like you're going to be busy because so many people need that support and like, hold my hand through this and I'll do it. You know, it's like, I just need someone to hold my hand, you know, just to get through the fear, whether it's emotional fear, it's something in my head, it's something outside of myself. But I think us, having that support system, I think that's a big deal for people right now. And most people are like, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm just going to take care of myself. Like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, yeah, how about you just join us? Just right. come join us because it's a lot easier to do it with somebody. It is. And so you actually do mentor people. I do. I do mentoring. Both of us do retreats. Um, I do a lot of one-on-one stuff. I have spirit school, which is why I created spirit school is because when I first started, I had so many fears and I had a thousand and ten questions. And my teachers would be so annoyed with me because they'd be like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Well, I'm clearing this house and this happened. What about this? And it just drove them crazy. And I love that. I love to answer questions. And so I wanted to create a space where people join, but then they have ongoing education and support with what it, wherever they are in their journey, because that was something I needed when I started because I really was so alone. Like I just didn't have any community at all, especially in this world. And so I wanted to create something where people at least had somewhere they could go check in if they needed to. Yeah, actually, I was curious about that. So in North Dakota, is there a big community or not? Because now there is when I when I first started, we had Susie and Shanda and Troy, her husband, and that was about it. 
And now, and they were people I took classes from and friends and all that kind of stuff. And now there is a really nice, beautiful, big community. Um, and, and those communities, you know, they have their cliques and they have their groups and they have all that stuff too. So I still kind of stay a little bit to myself, but I have many, many people in this area. It's much more prevalent than it ever has been because um, you come to an expo, there's 40 vendors in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm like, yes, love it, love it. And so, and they're doing all sorts of different work. So I think that's super fun. And so the Midwest definitely actually has a really, like my biggest show is Billings, Montana. And wow. it's, you know, it's Montana. And right. it's, and it's so, and we have, I can't remember how many tables she has, probably 60 vendors. And we had hundreds of people through the door. Like, it's so fun to go there. And it's just in Montana, which is like so, so vast. So yeah, it's very much growing in the last probably 10 years. Okay. And that's interesting. Yeah. Because when I, in my young years from age two to 13, I lived in Oklahoma City. And oh, okay, my mom, um, she when we first moved there, she became part of an, like, I think it was kind of underground, but yep. she became yep. part of like an astrology and psychic kind of group. And so that's what I grew up in. But I think that at that time, you know, this is back in 74 when we moved there. Right, right. <laughs> so long well, it's, it's so funny. I had it many years ago. I had this girl do a, a newspaper article on me and we thought it would just be, you know, a nice little newspaper article. And it came out and it was like the front page and another page. And like the picture of me took up half of the first page. And I was like, oh my God, my husband texted me a picture of it. And he goes, either you're going to be burned at the stake or people are going to love you. One of the two. And I was like, my dad's going to see that. Like that was my first reaction. It's like, oh my God, my dad is going to see that. And it, it really opened a lot of things up for a lot of people because then people were like, well, shit, it's in the paper in Fargo, then we can talk about it. So then a lot of things kind of opened up because they started doing more stories on everyone that did this work. So it was really cool. But yeah, it was scary at first. Yeah. So what did your family think about you doing this? If you were concerned about your dad seeing the Yeah. Well, my dad thought I was um, a fake. And I was like, well, I don't care if you think that or not. And he goes, oh, that's my girl. Like it, it was kind of this like defining moment because I was like, I stopped trying to please you a long time ago. And so I think I think as he got to know, he's like, I don't know, people think to like like what you have to offer. So as long as you're making money, I don't care. And most of my family, I don't think they really get what I do. <clears throat> I don't have a big relationship with them either. I've kind of created my family um, outside of my family. so. I don't know. They're not super into it. Eli's family tends to not talk to me about it either. They're much more like, let's talk about the weather and skiing and different things like that. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm totally fine. Because when people pass or when people got sick and things like that, the people that had questions would reach out to me, which I'm, that's a hundred percent, like totally okay by me because I would much rather answer questions like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and you, like you said, you created your own family, your own tribe. Mm -hmm. And I've done the same thing as well. So yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Well, so when you're, when you're receiving your psychic information and doing mediumship, how does that show up for you? Cause I know it shows up in different ways. Yeah. For me, um, it's definitely developed. I used to not. So if there's people out there that, that, you know, they don't see the colors and kaleidoscopes. They don't hear things like I don't either. I, I see them now and I hear things now. But when I first started, it was all emotional. 
It was all a feeling. And now I like, I always say my spirit comes in here. My mediumship comes in here. And my little asshole lives here. So we don't listen to him, <laughs> but we listen here and we listen here. And so I teach people like, where's it coming from? Like we got to figure out where it's coming from. Cause you don't want to listen to this voice. And so for me, I get a lot of signs and symbols. I get a lot of emotions and feelings. Um, my mediumship, sometimes I'll get different pictures in my head and things like that. So kind of at this point comes in all different ways. But when I first started, definitely I would get signs and symbols and I was like, oh, a flag. Okay. Were they either born on the fourth? Were they in the military? Like what's their freedom thing? Like they would give me symbols to get to the message. Okay. But right. that's developed over time. That's actually where my first deck of cards came from is because I took all those symbols and stuck them in a deck. So I had my Oracle deck. Beautiful. I love yeah. yeah. So awesome. I know. It's so fun. What, um, what advice would you have for people who want to develop their psychic abilities a little more? Because we all have that. You know? Yeah. Everyone has it. I would say take as many classes that you're guided to. And I would also say pay attention to the teachers. Um, because I had some great, great, great teachers and I've had some really icky teachers that were really fear-based and I, I, it's like, I knew it, but I knew I needed the information, but like, I knew it, like something was off. And so like, listen to your intuition. If someone's teaching you some really fear-based stuff, like take the tool that you need, but then leave the rest. And so, but I would say classes, 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 in-person classes, if you can, retreats, things like that. I think having the experience of it with a group of people often yeah. is the best way. Um, but I've had times where I've wanted to work one-on-one -on -one with people too. So whether it's, it's getting a, a session with you and learning about all, like who, how they work, like that's amazing because if you know how you work, then you can figure out how your intuition comes in. We should do a double class sometime. That would be so fun. It's just like popped in my head. I'm like, Oh, hold on a second. That would be a fun class to do. That would be fun. Let's do it. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think classes, classes, classes. I took so many classes and they were so fun because I, I tended to go with people that taught with experiential stuff. So it wasn't just lecture. Like they actually led us through experiences and that's yeah. how I learned the best. So find someone also that teaches in the style that you learn from. Well, and that's also for me, hands-on, like yeah. doing that's how I learn as well. Yep. Yep. And most of most people that are, are learning their intuition and psychic and medium and all that kind of stuff, most of them need to have that experience so they can see what it feels like inside of them. Yeah. Great yeah. advice. One, yeah. so, so that, and that when you're doing your retreats and classes, you are very experiential. Yeah. And, yeah. I am too. and so what kinds of experiences do you lead people through? You know, my, my retreats are really fun because we do things like hide and seek with a secret message. We do mediumship. I use Play-Doh to get them into their intuition, which is super fun. Um, we do past life experiences. I have a past life coming up, past life class coming up, but ev almost everyone loves the past life stuff. Um, one of my favorite stories is this woman, we were, she had never done a past life and I took her and I was like, okay, do you feel like a male or a female? She's like, oh my God, I have a wiener. <laughs> We were laughing so hard. I was like, oh, and she just disrupted the whole room. And we were laughing so hard. It was so fun. And I was like, well, okay, that's clear. And she's like, it sure is. She says, now I get it. Oh, my God. And it just went on and on. It was so funny. So we have lots of fun in my classes, too. Because, again, you got to have some fun with this. A lot of people take it ser super serious. 
which yeah. is a, a time and a place for that. But I also think the more fun you can have, the more fun that you have with spirit and spirit really connects better with the laughter and the fun. Yes. I am all in spirit and the galactic energies, higher dimensional entities, all of that. Yeah. The more fun and more creative you're being, um, in my experience, that's when it's going to come through. That's cool. Well, that's interesting because one of my, my first experiences kind of shifting over into that side, um, I was doing expos and I had a friend, We, if, you're, if your name is Lisa, I just had this like, everyone that's taught me about the alien kind of galactic stuff has been named Lisa. So make sure you pay attention to that. But we were going to expos and she is just this roaring laughter of a woman. And she is very into that energy. And at the time I was very not, it was very like, no, thank you. Not my deal. Not interested. And uh, which was not typical for me about energy work and things like that. I, it just, something about it freaked me out. And so of course she dove straight in and took me with her on the whole trip. We had experiences like the entire, like the lights over us look like UFOs, her cell phone shut down from one side of the town to the other, like just weird stuff kept happening. And I said, well, tell me, tell me about these clients that come to you. And I still don't understand, but she said, well, they'll just come up for a reading and they'll ask me for a key. And I'm like, like a real key? Like you can see it in my hand key? She goes, well, I can see it. I don't know if you can see it, but I can see it. I'm like, oh, so it's an energy key. And she's like, I don't know. So we had an argument about that. Because I'm like, can you actually see the key in the hand? And she's like, well, I can see it, but I don't know if anyone else can see it. So these people would come up to her and they would say, do you have a key for me? And she would say yes. And she would get in her pocket and she would hand over a key. And they would get up and walk away and pay her for the reading. And I was like what do they need the key for? And she's like, I don't know. It's not my job. She goes, they're building something or doing something or, or she would sit down, they would sit down and she would draw different shapes for them. And then she would hand it over and they would look at it, nod, and they'd walk away. And I'm like, well, what are they doing with all of this stuff? Like I was so intrigued. And then we went out to lunch with another friend of mine at this expo in Iowa and I said, do you know that there's these people that come and ask her for keys? And she goes, oh, yeah, all the galactic brothers and sisters. And so those two were just like all about this conversation. And I was like, what? What is happening here? Like, what are you people talking about? Went to an expo the next weekend and some dude, and I'm not kidding, sat down and said, do you have a key for me? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, What? I'm like, well, hold on, let me see. And completely joking, I got in my pocket and I held my hand out like this and he grabbed something off my hand and he walked away. And I was like, F and Lisa, <laughs> she did this to me. And then another guy came and sat down and I started drawing pictures and like shapes and different things like that. And I was like, is that what you need? And he's like, yep. And he took the paper, paid for the reading and left. And I was like, I, I have no idea what the, Lisa did this to me. Like Lisa did this. So every once in a while, if I'm at an expo, that will happen to me. I have no idea what it's about. I have no idea what it's for. I was like, I wonder if Lisa knows what this stuff is about. So but, actually, no, I've never heard of that. But now I bet you will. You'll probably be a key holder. And then a woman came over to me one time and we knew each other at the expos. And she came over and she goes, this is going to sound really weird to you, but... I think I have a key for you. 
And I'm like, oh, shut up. Were you talking to Lisa? And she's like, uh, no, I just know I have a key for you. I'm like, oh, and what are you supposed to do with that key? And she literally grabbed in her pocket and she like pretended to unlock all my chakra system. And she said, I just went like that. And my business opened up even more after that. So I've had some really, uh, I still have no idea what the keys are for unlocking something. Uh, I have no idea what the drawings are for, but I was like, okay, as long as you're not creepy. Um, But yeah, every once in a while, that kind of stuff will happen. Okay. I just got a hit on the keys. So yeah, activating specific DNA. That's what it felt like. Yep. That's what it felt like. And it was so funny. And it was one of those things where it's like they needed to put me in the space to have the experience. So I understood it because I've been able to answer questions on that with like clients, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't my work. If that like, it's your work, we know it's your work, but it was something I needed to have experience with. So I could have the fun stories and I could talk to people about it and things like that. So yep. Watch. I'll probably be a key keeper now. Possibly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hand that over to you. I feel like I am starting to do that even without the key, just yes. like with the yep. light bridge that I've been doing. Yep. Yep. So that'll, that'll keep increasing. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let's see. So you also had an experience in Sedona. Yes. So I love Sedona. And a few years ago, I took eight women with me to Sedona. It was something I had always wanted to do since I started going out to Sedona. Um, I'll be doing it again. And I had these eight women and all of them had lots different levels of experiences with all sorts of energy stuff. They had worked with me for a long time, but they had also studied elsewhere. And so it was really fun because Sedona holds a lot of cool energy. And so we all knew like all this kind of like there's medium stuff happening and past life stuff happening and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And one of the women, she actually has passed away since. Um, And we didn't know at the time, but she actually had pancreatic cancer. But at the time of the trip, she hadn't been diagnosed yet. So so down the road, they came to help her with that. But when we were in Sedona, she had not traveled. Her husband had passed away, I think, like seven years before or something like that. And she had not traveled on a trip for a really long time. So this was a big deal for her to leave her little town, to get to Sedona and all this kind of stuff. And so I kind of kept a little bit extra watch on her because I knew she was uncomfortable with like all of it, except she was loving it. And she would look at the, there's different formations and all this kind of stuff in Sedona. And she would look at it and she would look at us and she'd look at it. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And she's like, can't you tell that's fake? I'm like, well, what do you mean it's fake? She goes, that whole, that the whole thing is a facade. Like that whole mountain is fake. And we were like, okay, well, what's underneath it? And she goes, well, ships, of course. And I was like, are you actually talking about ships? Because this is someone you would never imagine ever. And we had had a conversation about a key because she said, I think there's something about a key in Sedona for me. And I was like, oh, I know the key. I know what you're talking about. I know that. Okay, we'll, we'll figure that out. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. So she kept showing us all the fake mountains and fake red rocks in Sedona. And she kept telling us that there were ships behind them. And then it was, I think it was our last night there. And we had had dinner and we had a show and tell. Everyone had gone shopping that day. So we had a show and tell and all this kind of stuff. And I looked at her, I was like, hey, Christy, we got to go outside now. Like, it's time for, for you to get your key. And she goes, yep. And I said, do you want all the girls to come or just me and you? And she goes, oh, just me and you. And I was like, okay. And we walked outside 
and we looked up and across the sky was like the mothership. Like it took up the entire sky in front of us. And I looked and I just sat there and I looked at her and she goes, holy shit. And it was so, it it just filled the sky with light. It was so amazing. And it looked like the moon was like a flashlight and like, like there was clouds is what we thought at first. I'm like, oh, it's just gotta be the full moon and clouds and whatever, but boy, it looks cool. And then she said, they started talking to her. And then I started to hear them talk to her. And then they handed her a key and they were, they were giving her all these messages and stuff. And then all of a sudden the girls came outside cause they, we were out there for a while. So they came out and all we could hear behind us was like, holy shit, look at that. Because, and then one of the girls, she's like, okay, I don't believe in this, but how can I not believe in this? She goes, you guys, the moon is behind us because someone said, oh, it's just the moon in the clouds. And she goes, no, no, the moon's back there behind us. And so we all looked so we could see that the moon was behind us. And this ship must have stayed there for probably a good 45 minutes and and kept communicating with Christy and um, telling her all this information and all this kind of stuff. And I could hear it. And and we were both hearing the same messages because I was like, did you hear that? She goes, I heard that. Did you hear that? I'm like, I heard that. And that was like my first time I've probably heard that kind of energy. And then we turned around to say something and it was gone. And the whole sky was clear and there were stars all over. The moon was right behind us because it was a full moon. And it was black as can be because it was in Sedona, the sky's really dark. And so it was gone. And we were all like, did that just happen? That happened, right? We totally saw the mothership, right? Like we totally saw that, right? And then when she went home shortly after she got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and when she was starting to get really sick and she was starting to get her chemo and stuff, I said, you haven't called in your alien friends. Like they're there to try to help you with some of the comfort of it and some of the pain relief and different things like that. And so throughout her her whole journey of pancreatic cancer, she goes, they've been with me the whole time. When I go, I'm going back home. And I was like, aw. And so she's showed up in different ways. But I, And I've seen different ships in Sedona, but they've all been very small. This, yeah. this took up the whole sky. It was so amazing. Can you describe a little more what it looked like? Um, to me, it looked like a like flat but big. Okay. And it's almost like I couldn't quite. It's almost like it was veiled a little bit, so I couldn't get a lot of details. But I, it, it just took up the entire sky, and it had lights coming off of it everywhere, is what I saw. And what did you hear? Um, I'm trying to remember what we heard. I know we heard that they were going to take care of her. I know we heard that. She was on earth because she was wanting the human experience and that she was so brave because it was not an easy road for her. And yeah. so, so they reminded her that she picked that to come here and to have the experience. And she was going to go back and help them understand what was happening here as the human experience. That's why she had to feel every emotion in the world that you could feel. Um, and I know they talked a lot about supporting her and that they were, and some of them were taller and some of them were shorter. Cause I remember there was a short guy that always worked with her, this little tiny guy. Um, I think we called him Freddie. We like named him Freddie and he was this little tiny dude. And he was in every one of our sessions for years. We worked with this guy and we're like, Oh, this is where Freddie comes from. And so, and he, but he was just a teeny little guy, but powerful healer. So he would help her with her body stuff. Very interesting. So 
does do you or did she know maybe what group they were? No, I had no, I, yeah, that part, I have no idea. I think, I think we tried to ask, but I don't think Christy had the information in her head to pull what, you know, was it Palladians or was it this or was it that? So yeah. that I'm not sure who it was. Okay. And did you ever see them yourself? I saw them tuning into her, if okay. that makes sense. Like I could see what they look like to me. They were blue. Um, okay. So Alterians. I think maybe they might have been. I don't know. Um, that's one of the words we heard down the road when we were working with her. So I don't know if she had a couple groups, but to me, they were blue. And that one dude, he was blue and he was little. Okay. Well, my Arcturians are blue. Yeah, that's when I saw your little blue guys. I was like, oh my God, I think that's Christy's people. That's who I think was her people. Because every time I saw them in my mind, they were blue. Okay. So those would be the Arcturians and they definitely are healers. Ah, uh, yes. Well, and I think I had another, I met a woman at an expo and I asked her and that's who she thought they were too. Okay. So, validation. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's me in that ship, Lisa was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I like, we couldn't believe it. It was so amazing and powerful. It was beautiful and so friendly and loving and not, we were not afraid like none of us were afraid. So that was really cool to have that experience because I think there's a lot of fear around that. So um, that was one thing is like, we didn't feel fear. Yeah. Well, and that is, I mean, like we were talking about earlier about the fear. So people are able to work through their fears then when they do have that kind of experience mm -hmm. and they can be more like in awe or, yeah. or really like tune into that energy because you know, it's definitely in awe. But the key thing is what I had to go through to be okay with what was happening. Because if that would have happened without the key experience, I'd have been like, holy shit, what's happening to us? Like, I would have been so afraid. Um, but but I knew they were giving her a key to something. So okay. and she did. She got her key. Yeah. Excellent. So cool. <laughs> when... Um... You know, we started our UFO tour here in Hawaii based on a UFO tour we did in Sedona because Sedona is a like high UFO activity area, but yeah. it turns out so somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so cool. Vortex energy and all that. And so they don't they don't necessarily appear full on like they did for you, like the mothership isn't sitting right there, which I think some of our people that come on the tour, that's what they're thinking. That's what they're expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely, I've never seen anything like that. And I've not heard many stories about it either. So I really think it was for Christy, quite honestly. I, I really think it was for her because they knew what was coming up for her because it wasn't, was not much longer after that, that she got diagnosed. So I think it, it, it gave her something to hold on to during that time. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So what we see through the night vision goggles is definite like activity that doesn't fit in the known behavior of yeah. things. And even like I'll be communicating and flashing the light, the laser, and they'll respond to that. Oh, that's so cool. That's We're so cool. And I mean, you know, and I can't guarantee that they're going to show up every single time. However, what I will say is that in the last um, probably four months, every time I am out there looking and communicating, they do show up for me. 
Well, what I what I just heard in my head was why would they put all those pieces together for you to have this and then not show up for you to play? Yeah. It's kind of like when I go to a gallery, why would they put, you know, 40 people in front of me and then not show up to talk? So I think you can have a little more um, like, like, yeah, you can expect us to show up. Like we know what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Well, and yeah. I, and I do know that I have this partnership at the end now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're not going to leave you hanging. But I think that's something that a lot of like new people doing mediumship and psychic and, and all this work. I think I, like, I remember someone telling me that they're like, well, why would they bring all those people to your class and not show up for you? Like, why would they do that? Like, why would spirit do that? Why would the alien, like, why would they do that? I'm like, well, that's a good question. Apparently we're here to do something. We are. So, yeah. And so to trust in that, that, yeah, they're going to show up and have our backs. So I think you can trust that they got your back sister. Well, that yes. And again, that's kind of like you, it's been, a process of like, okay, you re oh, you still you're still here. Oh, yep. okay. <laughs> like, yep. oh, we are going to keep doing this. Okay, I think I have a moment like that before every gallery, though, where I have to remind myself, well, they're not going to have all these people show up and then just let me sit there. Yeah, well, I mean, even I mean, my son. So he was here on spring break um, a couple weeks ago, and we it was cloudy all week, but we had one night where we had clear skies, and so it's just. My son and I, with our goggles, and my my son, he's 13. He was on a Sedona trip, but that was like five years ago. So he was yeah, really he was little. Um, and his dad is a full-on skeptic. So he kind of alternates between kind of thinking like his dad and, and thinking I'm crazy or like, oh, yeah. mom's kind of cool. And he feels the energy of crystals. But so we're out there, and I'm like, I was looking for satellites because I really wanted him to see the known behavior of something. Yeah. But we didn't, there were no satellites showing up for some reason. They're always there. But then the ship started showing up and we sat there for a good half hour. Nice. And it was playing with us. Like it was and so fun. Had the best time with it. And he now though, he, he's like, well, that was a satellite. I'm like, that was not a satellite. <laughs> no, 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 that was not. And I wish you could have seen a satellite so you'd know the difference. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll grow into it, though. Well, and that's kind of like the, what they tell you in Sedona with some of the things is look for the things that don't belong. Like, we see all the things that belong there, but, like, start to look for things that don't belong. And one of the main, main, I can't remember, Thunder Mountain is one of the main attractions that people go and look at there because it's it's similar to what they have at Disney World and um Thunder Mountain like Christy's like that whole thing is fake how can you people not she was so irritated with us because we're like looks real to us and she's like it's fake 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 like she was just was like telling us all the different places that were fake there because she could see the ships going in and out okay but are they really fake or can they just like vibrate higher dimension and go through it. Well, that's what I told her. I was like, I don't know that they're like, like fake, fake. I said, I think you're just seeing that they can travel through because vibrationally, like that's what they can do. And she's like, now it's fake. <laughs> okay. But people find those things. Yep. Yep. Like 3D reality. <laughs> yep. It was so funny to watch her. It was so fun. It was so cool. <laughs> would be well so i just want to take a moment real quick i'm going to talk about my galactic retreat oh, yeah. 
coming up. And then I want you to share about your retreat too. Sure. And other stuff. So a couple of retreat girls. Uh, we are. I love my retreats because I number one, group learning is very powerful. And mm-hmm. and I'm all about the experientials as well. So yep. what I'm doing is um it's in October, mid-October 13th to the 16th. I am having a for those that sign up for the full thing, it's a four-day. Four Which I would day. say do the full thing, like have the full experience. Right. I would say that too. But I'm giving people options in case they live on the island and they're like, right. they don't want to do the field trip because they're like, oh, I've been, been there. the entire, entire island. So just giving people options. But so I'm just going to tell some of the things that we're going to be doing, the very experiential things. So there's going to be meditative journeys to meet your galactic family and guides. Nice. You're going to experience some of your non-earth parallel lives. Because even though you and I, we we do past life regression, but it's actually parallel life. Oh, that's cool. There is no past. Gotcha. All lines are existing simultaneously at the quantum. Anyway, so I'm starting to change my wording on that past life versus parallel life. Um, Activate your DNA for greater potential. Raise your vibration to experience higher dimensions. Vector and call in our galactic brothers and sisters. Practice techniques of telepathy and remote viewing. Nice. Channel through automatic writing and discover the vibrations of different alien races. Learn how to identify the unknown and then the unknown objects in the sky. And we're going to be doing um, each night, night sky watches with the military night vision goggles as well. And then a lot more. And then, so that's three full days of those activities. And then the fourth day is a field trip to ancient alien hotspots and UFO hotspots. Oh, that'd be fun. The show Ancient Aliens, they actually did an entire episode on Hawaii and specifically on our island back 14, episode 12, Islands of Fire, for those of you that want to watch that. (laughs) And so, yeah. So anyway, so that is that galactic experience retreat. So now share about yours. Sure. So, so mine's probably a little on the opposite. Mine's more witchy. So we have our aliens and our witches. Um, I always tell people it's like Hogwarts for, for a few days because I, I really like to work with the magic of things and I like to work with the witchy kind of stuff. And so mine is also the 13th through the 16th. I think that's hilarious. It's the same weekend. So what that tells me is that's a powerful energy weekend. Something's going on that weekend because um, it was really funny because I usually do my retreats on like the new moon or the full moon. And this next October, I was like, nope, it's that weekend. And so there's something going on that that's group energy um, um, for the group energy is, is how I always look at that. And so we do a lot of experiences. So when you show up that night, we usually do an opening ceremony of some kind. I always do some kind of magical little craft as well. And this year's is going to be really fun. And then we do experiences the whole weekend. And so mine is at a place that's about an hour and a half from Fargo. So you would fly into Fargo and then it's like an hour and a half and it's a big, huge house up on the hill. And um, um, we have rooms for everyone and foods catered and all that kind of stuff. So that makes it nice and easy. And we just do intuition, mediumship, past lives. We do a lot of healing work and a lot of different um, psychic work and things like that. We do a lot of partner work and group work because just like you, we like to have the experiences. So when you're first learning, and I've actually had people that have come for years now, they just come every year because it's kind of their fill up. 
And then we do um, some outdoor activities as well, as long as the weather is still nice. And I did it a little earlier in October, so it's not snowing. Um, so ours is hands-on magic for four days. And we work on all the different kinds of things for intuition work. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. I've done retreats. This is, I think, my 10th year doing retreats. Um, and I think I have four spots left and my retreats always sell out. And so if it is something that you're interested in, just head to my website. Head to my website. Oh, look, at there's another person doing their retreat weekend too. See? Yeah, there must be some big energy that weekend. There is one. I had to make sure that it didn't um, compete with Iron Man, which is the weekend before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd <laughs> they, be a little much energy there. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a lot of testosterone going there. That and lots of um, hotel space taken up. And yeah. Traffic on islands. So, um, yeah, ours is being held here in Waikoloa, where we have clear skies. So we're basically in the desert. We're right. Arizona on the ocean. That's what I like to describe. That's a great way to put it. That's awesome. My neighborhood. So, um, okay. So you have a couple choices for those of you watching. You can go see Julie ah. and her Hogwarts school in North Dakota. You can come yep. to Hawaii and like work with the galactic that's energy. fun choices. I think I that's know. cool. Right? And um, in two weeks, I am teaching my next class. It's just a one-night class. It's called um, Diversity in the Universe, Connecting with Alien Races. Nice. And it's only $22, May 3rd, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Everything is recorded. So if you can't make it live, you can always watch the replay. I'll post the link in all the different spots. But this class, I'm so excited because it'll be the first time I'm teaching it. And as I'm putting it together, I am... So I'm formerly an evolutionary biologist and I love how things morph and evolve and, and change. And so one of the things that I'm doing for this class is looking at the evolution of the galactic family tree. Oh, that's cool. How did the humanoid form start and where? Lyra is where it is said to have started, but then how did everything branch out from there and change? Nice. So, how interesting. So fascinating. Right? <laughs> That's fun. That's cool. Love it. And having so many aha moments about my own like journey. Isn't that fun when you teach classes and it teaches you all your own stuff. I think that's fun. It's like, Absolutely. oh, I didn't know that about myself. That's good to know. Absolutely. So um, all my stuff is on my website, drlisajthompson.com, or you can eat more easily go to mysticmanta.com. Um, both of those take you to the same place. Jody's website is jodyharvala.com, as you yep. see with her name. And then tell people different ways that they can work with you. So we've got the retreat. Yep, got the retreat in October. I have a past life class coming up March 7th or May 17th. So if you want, and it's a two hour little intro class. Um, we have the doors open for spirit school right now. Usually I only open them in the fall, but I, it's expo season here. So I'm doing a bunch of shows and I get so many new people that are excited for it. So if you're looking for um, um, learning your intuition and, and walking that kind of spiritual path a little bit and you need someone to hold your hand, Spirit School is a great place to do that. And so the doors are open right now for Spirit School and you can get all that information on my website. And then I do have a couple summer spots open for mentoring if anyone's um, interested in mentoring. So yeah, I always got something going on. That's why I tell people I always got something going on. And I want to do some bonfire galleries here locally and I do some VIP days and things like that. So there's lots of different ways just depending on what your needs are right now. 
Yeah, I love that. And um, as we were talking about this morning earlier, at least this morning, my time, your mentoring packages, you have a couple of options on those. I so they do, I do. You want to add on space clearing. Yeah. Space clearing and personal clearings. I, I found that I keep just intuitively wanting to clear people when I'm working with them. And I was like, I got to move that. Like I got to shift my package a little bit. So, cause a lot of my clients, they don't even realize how much it helps them. Like I do my full moon clearing every month on, on um, the full moon and clearing your energy makes such a difference. It just makes such a difference that that is a big passion for me is clearing for people. So, yep. Got a couple new stuff coming up around that piece too. Yeah. Well, and Oh, so your retreats, I just want to clarify, are they women only? Mine are women only. Yes. I keep them women only. Um, I find that at retreats, there's a lot of vulnerability and sometimes men don't like they shift the vibration a little bit. And so I've been to retreats with men, loved it. But the ones that I do, I just have always been guided to do more women only. So my fall retreats are, are women only. Okay. And my Sacred Soul Kona retreat is women only, but this galactic experience is definitely co-ed. So if yeah. you're male and watching this and any of what I said about that speaks to you, then- That's, so, that's going to sell out so fast. And I only have 10 spots. Ah, yeah. I was going to say, you're going to sell that out really fast. We have special pricing for the first, first four people to sign up. So nice. now. So grab it, grab it, grab it. Well, Jody, thank you so much you. for being on here. And um, I guess just the one final thing that I would have you say is opening up to your psychic mediumship and being really like working with spirit every day the way that you do. Mm -hmm. How has this changed your life, benefited your life? You know, something that really became apparent in this last year, like a million different ways, like a million different ways. But one of the things that I think has been the biggest gift, I had 20 people pass away in the last year. Um, it was awful, including my dad, a good friend, you know, one of my best friend's husband, like very, very close people to me and a client passed, which they're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, and one of the biggest gifts that as painful as it was, I can connect with all of them because I've, I've just learned that in mediumship, I just, I just look for the signs and I look for the presence and I, and I don't, I don't stay as much in, in them being gone as I am in like, okay, show me your sign. Like, what's your sign? Like one of them is Bon Jovi. Every time I think about him, I hear Bon Jovi, which is a big story. Um, and like my dad, the very first message we got from him was good vibes only. Oh, like, well, that's, that is a good message from my dad. Cause he would have never said that in person, first of all, but we saw it the entire day that he died. And, and so I think for me, just knowing that in this scary time of the world where so many people are leaving, like they're like, see ya, I'm out. Yeah. Um, I have learned different ways to stay connected to them. And, and I've been really grateful for that in the last few months because it's been really a rough year in that piece. And But um, I think learning about energy just changed my way of how to walk through the world because I might not be able to deal with the feelings, but I can deal with the energy. And there's something empowering in that for me. And so there's just been so many ways. But being able to connect, and you don't have to be able to talk to them because it's not like I pick up the phone and talk to them, but like 
I'll get little messages drop in every day and I'm like, oh, hey, hey, hey. And that just, it, it's a much better way to walk through grief than to not have any of belief in that piece, yeah. at least for me. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to see what we do together. We're going to have to do some fun stuff together. Uh-huh. <laughs> you might need to come to Hawaii. or I was just going to say, but I think I'm going to need to come to you to do it. We'll go to Sedona together because I love Sedona. Yeah, I would do that too. Yeah. North yeah. Dakota. I've driven through North Dakota. I stayed in a hotel in Fargo. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I travel. Let me just say I travel. I travel a lot. I laugh because Sunny one time, she's like, I make people come to me. I'm like, dude, I live in Fargo. I will travel anywhere. Like, get me out of here. And I love Fargo. Great place to grow up. But, oh, these winters. Oh, these winters. I don't know how you do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you everyone for joining us, too. Uh, it's been very fun. So much. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos with Dr. Lisa Thompson.